Welcome to How to Love Forever. In this episode, we make it smell good. We make it look good. And we show you how to make your space feel good. So you can feel oh so good. Oh so good. Oh so good. All coming up right right now. Hi, I'm Marco. And I'm Heather. We invite you on a journey of discovery as we explore techniques, tools, and inspiration to better our love lives and our sex lives. Join us as we travel the world, seeking out the stories that can help improve how we do romance and relationships. Come with us as we discover how how to to love love forever. Hi, love bunnies, and welcome to How to Love Forever, the podcast that explores all aspects of love, relationships, and sexuality. My name is Heather. And I'm Marco. On today's episode, we are breaking down one of the most important variables in your love life, your environment, and how to make it better. Today's episode is a complement to our other two episodes in this vein, tips for spicing up your love life and tips for having more sex. This third episode concentrates on the things you can alter in your physical space to make lovemaking more likely, more enjoyable, and more frequent. This might sound kind of silly and not worth bothering with, but trust me, hacking your space can really help you level up your love life. There are some pretty commonly accepted turn-ons and turn-offs in life. And even though people's preferences may vary a lot, it is certainly true that making changes in your home environment, your bedroom environment, or wherever you prefer to make nookie will definitely help your chances. Mm -hmm. So we compiled a list of what works without getting too much into the details, since the details are going to change from person to person and Mm -hmm. sex partner to sex partner. Right, oh. So we strove to reduce these tips down to general elements to ponder on, so you can decide how to best manifest their value in your life. Indeedly do. Getting started. Sure, let's get started. Let's get started. What do you think the first one is? What What do you think? Oh, honestly, one of the top ones for me is make it smell good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously clean is good, but you can try different scents that you and your lover both enjoy. Uh, you can light some candles, some incense, you've got sprays, you've got oil diffusers, aromatic dispensers, etc. Yeah. Play with it, figure out what works for you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff available that will help your space smell good. The why of it, though, honestly, Mm -hmm. there is so much science that links like people's sexuality, people's eroticism, people's ability to be turned on with scent, Mm -hmm. you know? So I want to reference this 1999 paper by Alan Hirsch and Jason Gruss, which was published in the Journal of Neurological and Orthopedic Medicine and Surgery. (laughs) Nerd alert. I am such a nerd. I'm a love nerd. (laughs) I really, I read up on this stuff. I'm going to make some quotes from this study because it suggests that sex and smell have a very long association. And they say, historically, certain smells have been considered aphrodisiacs, a subject of much folklore and pseudoscience. There's even like examples like in the volcanic remnants of Pompeii where perfume jars were preserved in the chambers designed for sexual relations. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) That's exciting. 
exciting. All the sex workers had, you know, caches of perfumes. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Ancient Egyptians bathed with essential oils in preparation for assignations, like sexual assignations. Mm-hmm. Sumerians, all the way back to the Sumerians, man, they seduced their women with perfumes. All of this relationship between sex and smell, virtually all cultures have used perfume in their marriage rites, for mm-hmm. example. And in mythology, rose petals symbolize scent, and the word deflowering itself describes the initial act of sex. That's really fascinating. So yeah, sex and smell have a huge connection, right? Even Sigmund Freud suggested that odors are such strong inducers of sexual feelings that repression of smell sensations is necessary to civilization. I'm sorry, so Freud is saying we should stop smelling all the good stuff so we can be civilized? Well, that's Freud for you. He, Freud. he was all about repressing those urges and all of those needs and how well, that turns into screwed up Victorian psychology. Is that because he just wanted to do it with his mom? I think it's just because yeah. he wanted to do it with his mom. <laughs> with a cigar. Ew, gross. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that is, that's really interesting and it makes sense because the fact that scent and memory are most directly linked in our brains, it just brings up all the good times. It brings up the yumminess. Yeah, it's almost like a direct chemical key. You know, you inhale Mm -hmm. these chemicals and they unlock certain memories, certain emotions. It's very much like that. Yeah, it's fascinating the way it stimulates our brain. Uh, And there are other studies that have shown that the scent of lavender directly increases alpha waves. And that acts to reduce anxiety, therefore easing the capacity for amorous and erotic interactions, which makes sense because Marco absolutely loves it when I mix some lavender oil into my body butter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something about those love potions, right? (laughs) But really there's a, there's a ton of material out there about the relationship between like personal scent perfumes, like colognes and all of that, and how they're designed for sexual arousal. So um, I'm going to leave this one particular essay like uh, as a link in the show notes, because um, it was was really fun. It was really interesting. And it's called Sexual Flavors, Designing Sexuality in Scent. Hmm. You should check it out because it was it was a cool read. It was a cool read. No, that sounds fun. I, I definitely want to create my own couple of perfumes, I think, just for my own scent. You know how you have those stores or whatever where they can help you build your own perfume? Yeah. I think that sounds really interesting. Yeah, so I maybe think that that would be really fun. It's something that, that could work together. Design your sexual scent. You're going to make me even more in love with you, aren't you? It's going to be some witchy poo kind of scent. It's just going to be like, like this is called Marco's fish hook. Yeah, I can see that. You're going to hate it. I'm going to love it. And I'm going to hate that I love it. I'll be like, your wish is my command. I promise not to wear it all the time. Anyway. <laughs> but, but seriously, though, um, you know, so we're talking about perfumes and we're talking about personal scents, but making your space itself smell good. Absolutely. Is also a simply fantastic way of doing it. Right, because it stimulates our minds. It cues us into, oh, what is this going to be about? This is going to be about a yummy time with my lover or lovers. Right. You know, so you got to... Work with the brain. Absolutely. This study also talked about how one of the most effective scents for sexual arousal, at least in men, the way that we're measuring it, was 
a combination of lavender and pumpkin pie. So crazy. So now you know which two candles to go get for your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> or lavender oil on, well, maybe not over your entire body because it doesn't really taste good. Smells good. Doesn't taste good. Tastes a little <laughs> acrid, yeah. And some pumpkin pie candles. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, setting the mood, play sexy music. You got to play that sexy music. So um, according to, there's this blog that we came across, right, on the Atlanta Institute of Music and Media. And it quotes that it was discovered that music can release dopamine in two main places in the brain, the dorsal and the ventral strata. So when you are having a pleasurable experience, such as listening to your favorite song, these areas of the brain, they just light right up. Again, because sex, so much of it has to do with your brain. What turns you on, it has to include your brain. Also, it turns out that the rhythm of the song you're listening to, it can even influence your heart rate. Boom, buddy, boom, boom. Boom, buddy, boom. So when people sing together, when they dance together, or make love with each other, their breathing can become synchronized, which can obviously help stimulate positive emotions. You're doing it together. You're in sync. Mm. Speaking of in sync, you should create a playlist. <laughs> okay, well. No judgment, but. Mm. <laughs> not in sync? Okay, fine. Boys to men? Uh, they are sexier. Il Devo. <laughs> <laughs> How, how many of you out there know who Il Devo are? <laughs> Ask your mom. Anyways, um, yeah, you can choose a playlist that both of you or all of you, depending on how many lovers you've got going mm. on at the same time, all of you enjoy that also encourages sensual movement in your bodies. So whatever that means to you, I mean, like, for example, Heather and I, we enjoy deep melodic house or some really like down and dirty blues, you know, mm -hmm. some classic jazz or just new artists like, say, for example, Alt-J, classic rock artists like Leonard Cohen, mm -hmm. and sometimes even nerdy artists like Thomas Dolby. Science! <laughs> <laughs> Depending on his album, of course. Depending which album. on the album. No, yeah. he has some really beautiful stuff in it. You can really feel it down into your uh, molecules. Molecules. <laughs> Music. And the opposite of molecules. Electrocules. <laughs> Uh, another thing that you can do... That was terrible. That was really bad. I'm going to start it over because that... That, <laughs> that was yeah. bad. Yeah, no, we're cutting that part out. Electrocules. What was that? I don't know. I was trying to segue into the next piece, which is about controlling the lighting in your room. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to control the lighting in your space. Yes, you do. So as any photographer or videographer will tell you, it is all about the lighting. It's all about the lighting. Right? Angles, tones, etc. How bright, how dark. It can make a princess look like a troll Ooh. or a toad look like a super sexy lizard. I don't know. Just go with it. <laughs> Baby, so, I've got a sexy lizard for you. <laughs> oh, terrible. I was like, lounge lizard? I don't know. Just go with it. <laughs> well. <laughs> so anyway, back to lighting. So take a look at your space. Is it welcoming or does it feel more business-like? Right. There's a lot of different kinds of lighting out there and a lot of people don't really think about it very much. But, mm -hmm. you know, fluorescent lighting or, you know, the different, like the colder, brighter LED lighting, that oh. stuff is not sexy. It's not no. conducive to, you know, the right kind of 
feelings.、Mm-hmm. If so, if it feels like you're at the dentist office and you're about to endure an hour of invasive brain grinding agony, then you probably need to make some changes in your lighting. Absolutely. So look around. Are there multiple light bulbs in one fixture? If so, consider unscrewing all but one of them. Or are you able to install a dimmer switch, or have somebody else install it for you? Because we don't want you to burn down your house and then sue us. Repeat after me: Dimmable light is your friend. Dimmable light. Dimmable light. It's really good. It's, it's so good. It, you know, it's nice to be able to like turn it all the way up when you're doing stuff like cooking or vacuuming or whatever, and then to like turn it way down when all、mm. you really want is to just barely be able to see your lover's skin.、Mm-hmm. Which is also really good at night as well to help stay in like a healthier circadian rhythm. You don't need to have a ton of bright light all the time. That is correct. And also, what about your table lamps? Right? What kind of vibe are they giving off? If they're bright, if they're cold. Consider grabbing a warm-colored scarf to throw over it. It dims the light and it helps create a more welcoming glow. Yeah, Heather's all about the scarves to dim the lights. It's kind of it really does work, especially if you're traveling and you need、exactly. to like dim like these hotel room lights, which tend to be a bit austere. They're so cold and they're so bright. And yeah, if you just travel with two scarves, you can usually change the entire room, and you still have enough light to see by. But it's just so much nicer. However. Always check out what kind of bulb is in the lamp, because yes, the LEDs are fine; they don't give off too much heat.、Uh, some of the fluorescent ones are okay. Like, check it, watch it, make sure the the scarf isn't too close. But if it's an incandescent light, do not put the fabric. Over it because we do not want you to burn yourselves down. That's the wrong kind of heat, guys. Yeah. So if you're among the last five or six people in the world still using incandescent light bulbs, <laughs> a stop. That's stupid. <laughs> And b yeah, definitely don't drape anything directly on those bulbs because that's a really good way to catch stuff on fire. Yeah, it'll happen real quick. <laughs> so another thing you can do to help your space out is to rearrange furniture.、Mm-hmm. You can do this when you're traveling. Marco and I do this all the time because we want the space to work better for us. Right? We're like feng shui sex nerds. <laughs> we just really like managing our environment. So you got to consider what the flow is. Are you going to be bumping into things while you're trying to give off that sexy vibe? And not the right things to be bumping into either. Wrong things to bump. <laughs> so feel free to move things out of the way. If there are extra chairs, a table,、uh, giving yourself room to easily move through the space, it will remove stress and complications and allow you to enjoy the moment more. You got to put the trampoline in just the right place, man. <laughs> no, seriously though, seriously. Do you have some pieces of furniture that could be great for sexy time? Stuck behind a lazy boy, or they're doing some kind of duty that isn't for sexy time. For example, like Heather and I bought a couple of like cube ottomans,、mm-hmm. and they ended up being like a really good combination for us enjoying some new novel sexual experiences on these ottomans. Yeah, that was that was actually really fun because they were modular, so we could take them around and move them easily. They were a good height for us and wide enough, but not too wide, so we actually were able to do some fun things that、yeah. we hadn't been able to previously. Fun new things. Fun new positions on 
fun new furniture.、Mm-hmm. So here's your homework: find the pieces of furniture in your home that you think or that you imagine might be good for trying out certain positions on,、mm-hmm. and give them a try because there is no shame in trying, and you might discover a new favorite position. Absolutely. So if it's an ottoman, or if it's a recliner, or if it's a bench, but it's in your living room, but say you have children, and obviously most of your sexy time is probably going to happen in your bedroom when they're asleep. Go ahead and like move it into your bedroom. Yeah. Shift things around. Take the good pieces of sexy time furniture and put them where you're most likely able to make the best use of them. Yeah. And we've been saying bedroom, but it could be anywhere where you actually prefer to make your love. Yeah. We're really into the living room, but you know, because we can. <laughs> So another thing that we can do, I suppose, is hide away clutter.、Mm, yes. Yeah, this is part of the whole feng shui thing of not having a messy house because much like rearranging furniture can contribute to a yummer vibe, so does reducing the clutter that's visible in your environment. For real. You got no idea how much that's going to help the mood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for example. Are there stacks of documents on your dresser or on your kitchen table or on your coffee table, wherever it is that you're, you know, going to have the good times?、Um, so, looking at that stack of documents, does it make you think of all the bills you need to pay and all the various tasks you need to tend to? Not sexy. I was going to say, how sexy do they make you feel? Not sexy. Not sexy. I mean, probably not.、Uh, teach their own, but probably not very. So, find a logical place. To pop those docs where they're not messing with your sexy mindset, but also to remember that you have to take care of them before they're due, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> But honestly, because when you get rid of clutter in your environment, what you're doing is you're also clearing your mind.、Mm-hmm. Because as Heather just illustrated, if you're looking at it, you're going to obsess about it. If you're looking at it, it might cause you anxiety. If you're、mm-hmm. looking at it, it'll remind you of stuff that's other than the stuff that you're trying to be in the moment for.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and especially women, we're constantly our brains are constantly jumping all over the place anyway, thinking of the things we need to do. So it's incredibly important for us to do everything we can. To To rid ourselves of distractions and allow ourselves to really be in the moment with our partner or partners. So, with that decluttering, when you minimalize your space, you also end up clearing your mind, which、mm-hmm. helps. It really helps, and it's not just the、uh, piles of documents. And bills and receipts, etc. It's also piles of laundry,、mm-hmm. it's kids' toys, it's dirty dog beds. All of these things basically symbolize other stuff that you need to do, and it takes you right out of the moment. Absolutely, it tugs at your mind, it tugs at your your focus and your concentration. So simplifying that environment, it really does help declutter the mind as well. It makes us more relaxed, better able to enjoy quality time with our partner or partners. Absolutely. And speaking of、uh, simple and good for the brain, good airflow. 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 Dude, ventilation <laughs> for so many reasons. Yes. Your stinky ass feet. <laughs> oh, that's part of the scent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't smell bad. Take a bath, motherfucker. <laughs> But also good airflow, because stuffy air it gets funky. It gets funky. Yeah, seriously, stuffy air can get funky, which gets distracting. And also oxygen. 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 Yeah, it helps us stay alive, and、uh, and more importantly, is key for staying. 
active. Indeed. And women, in particular, it's quite useful for achieving orgasm. I think we men use it for orgasm too. I'm sure you do. Yeah. 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 We need oxygen as well. We all need oxygen. Everybody needs oxygen. So good airflow, guys. Good airflow, good oxygen for good sex. Yeah. Another thing that you can do in order to hack your environment is to have all your love tools handy. Mm, handy. I'm serious, you know, because the last thing you want is to like, you know, start getting into it with your lovers, start getting into this romantic time. It's like, oh my gosh, tension is building up. Oh, we haven't done it in a few days. Oh no, we're like a little bit pent up, a little bit horny. And all of a sudden the opportunity arises and oh yes, oh, you have some music going. You have some nice candles making some nice scent. Yeah, that's right. And all the furniture's all in the right place. And, oh, look, you've decluttered, right? And then you're, like, getting into it. You're getting into it. And where the fuck are the condoms? Where's the lube? Holy shit, where did I leave the vibrator? You know? So, like, the last thing you want is to have to stop and run across your house to rummage around for a condom. Or a vibrator. Or the ceiling-mounted sex wing. So, be a little Boy Scout. Have a container nearby with the basics. Lube, condoms, dental dams, whatever you personally use consistently nipple clamps all that and absolutely a, also it's a good thing to have a pretty little box like under the bed or by the sofa with the larger items and toys you know that's also a great addition to have yeah it's like you know you've got your necessary supplies right on the consistent basis but what if you want to be more adventurous and go for like a longer trek across the wilderness <laughs> you got to have your bigger pack of supplies the wilderness that in this metaphor is your love life. Yes. Shit can get wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit can get wild. Uh, and last but not least, honestly, you got to give yourself time. Time. It may not seem like it. It doesn't seem intuitive. But time is also an element in your environment. It's so true. And when he first proposed this, I was like, time? But Marco was like, no, think about it. Are you always rushed? Are dishes piled up? Is laundry hanging off of the ceiling fan? Remembering to schedule the time to set the mood and using all the above ideas is key. Because if you don't make time, you're not going to make anything. Yeah. If you end up like getting all of the dishes out of the way, if you end up decluttering your space, if you end up like doing these things that mm. we've been talking about, then it will like reduce the amount of stress you have about getting it on. You mm -hmm. know, you got to take time to set the mood and uh, you'll feel like that reward and you'll still have the time to enjoy the moment with your partner. Yeah, you'll just be able to relax and savor it. Relax and savor it. Taking yeah. time is really important because that's honestly the thing that we share in our relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have these experiences and they are all resting on the canvas of time. So definitely take the time to set it up. Take the time to nurture your sexual life together. I agree. So, these are our tips for hacking your space to be more sex-friendly. Woohoo! 
<laughs> We feel that for a majority of people, they could be helpful in creating a livelier, more active sex life. Absolutely. And obviously, everyone's personal level of sexual need is going to be different. There may be some listeners to our podcast for whom sexuality isn't even a necessity. Absolutely. But we are speaking from our own experience, of course, and in the knowledge that we are a relatively average couple who just happen to think about these things quite a lot. Because we're nerds. Yeah, and we want to be all open about it. And we feel that these ideas can help others who have roughly the same level of libido as we do, regardless of orientation, preference, kink, things like that. Mm -hmm. Which is why the list was so generalized, so that you could pop in your own preferences and details in there as you desire. That's right. But what about you? Did you enjoy the list? Is there anything in it that maybe you hadn't thought about before? Are there any thoughts you have on the matter? Do you have any other suggestions we didn't mention? Let us know in an email or drop it in the comments section. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that you can reach us on that repository of all bad ideas in the universe, Facebook, at facebook.com slash howtoloveforever and on Instagram at how2loveforever. We really love to hear all your feedback and what you would like for us to cover next. Also, you can reach out if you have a story to share or you would like to be a guest on the podcast. We even have a private mode if you want to share your story but wish to remain anonymous. That's right. We can do it Dear Abby style and read your story or questions in the podcast without any true names revealed. You can email us directly at contact at howtoloveforever.com. Don't be shy. We don't bite without, without consent. consent. <laughs> All right, and we have some last-minute announcements. We are coming up on a break in our series. We have just three episodes to go before we bring this show to a close. Aww. I know. Mm. The journey, it's been very informative, and we've made a lot of really great friends along the way. Yes, we have. However, our current life has so much activity in it, and it demands all of our time. Yes, it does. It's not like it was in the middle of the pandemic, is no, it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, we may pick this series up again in the near future, but it really is up to you, dear listeners. Please let us know in comments or emails if you derive enough benefit from our podcast for us to continue serving you. Absolutely. Please drop us a line because we really want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. We'd love some feedback. So keeping that in mind, we are selecting a couple of deeper topics from our general list uh, that we wanted to make sure to cover before saying goodbye in our final episode. And so we are scheduling each episode from here on out to release every other week instead of weekly. As we said, we are getting busy. Very much so. So please join us on our next episode, which is Tuesday, May 24th, as we discuss the question of children. Children! <laughs> Should you have them? Why would you? Why would you not? How do children affect your relationship dynamics? What are the pros and cons of a childless relationship as opposed to a relationship that includes the art of parenting? Yes, it's a social issue that's close to our own hearts because we're both members of large and loving families and yet we personally have chosen not to procreate. Mm -hmm. So why don't you join us in two weeks as we dive into that with respect, but also with a lot of our personal snarky humor. You know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> so until then, then love bunnies remember love deep love hard and love, love forever, forever.
I think children are an alien code. <laughs> an alien code? I think children were filmed in a studio in Burbank. There's no real children. That's right. I saw it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They're an illusion caused by 5G waves from all the nanotechnology in your blood cells. Damn you, Bill Gates! Damn you, Bill Gates! <laughs> Not really. Give us money, Bill Gates.